You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Whoa. <laughs> Closest thing we're getting to go on out now, isn't it? We're <laughs> live. <laughs> so we're live, apparently. I didn't even know we were getting a cool intro. We have music, baby. We have music. We got a cool graphic. This is what happens during pandemic times. Casey gets to Casey and Esther put together fun music and intros for us on the A Side Live Chat. My, my name is, of course, Jose Youngs. This is the Wednesday edition of the A Side Live Chat. Joining us is, of course, Pizzi across the pond, everyone's favorite mustachio director, Casey Lydon. And joining us this week, Molly McCann, also across the pond. Molly, how are you doing? I'm, I'm Frank. Frank. And Frank, yeah. right there. Amazing. He's so beautiful, Molly. I don't know. I got, I got lucky with this one, didn't I? Because <laughs> oh, I am some beards, aren't I? Whoa. It's a tan. I'd consider that a tan. For me, that is 100% a tan. That's as tanned as I get, to be honest. Can I, can I say this? I went to Africa uh, volunteering a few years ago, and the kids used to call me Abbe. And it means the red one. <laughs> they used to run over to me and touch me and I changed colour. That's amazing. <laughs> but before we get into the questions, Molly, I'm sure all of our fans, the, the, the one question we ask all the fighters is, how have you been dealing with quarantine and pandemic times? I know you're supposed to fight on that UFC London card. That fell through. Yeah. But since then, how have you been dealing with everything going on in the world? Well, I just tried to take it in my stride, to be honest, me. Um, we're all in the same boat, so there's no point being moaning about it and being negative about it because you're just going to make the experience worse. So I've just tried to just, I don't know, live my best life, and I really have. Like, I've got no pressure on me of a fight. I can literally wake up, run for an hour, come and train in my little back garden gym, and then play with the dog in the street all day and eat good food. Well, you're 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 spending quarantine times better than us. I know, Pizza, you have a dog. Casey, he has a dog. I don't have a dog, so I am the odd man out this time. So I'm just a lonely man during this I mean, quarantine Casey, time. Casey, that's a good Tash, that. Oh, thank I mean, you. know, isn't it? <laughs> Do you oh, know, Casey, that uh, tashes were very fashionable in Liverpool for a long time? Am I right, Molly? Like, how does this compare? Yeah, so in the 80s, Casey, everyone would have a porn stash like that. And they'd have a perm as well. And then and then the stereotype is when scouses get aggressive, we go, calm down, calm down. So everyone used to take the piss out of us on Halloween. And put like a big mustache in it, a pain, and then go, calm down, calm down. 
<laughs> I did feed the drag up any badness there. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. Not bitter, am I? Look, I'm wearing I'm wearing a I'm wearing this Beatles t-shirt in honor of your debut, uh Molly. I have the Abbey Road here in the front. Look at that. Thanks. It's I'm very special. Irish skin and I'm Irish. <laughs> I think you're underselling your quarantine. You've been the queen of quarantine. You've been uh, you've been knocking it out of the park. To be fair, I mean, I just still feel like I'm in fight camp. Um, I just I rang Graham Boylan. I said, "Look, I'm 62 kilo, which is like 137, and I fight at 125, 126." So I was like, "Look, I need four days to make weight." get me like on that first island or whichever <laughs> island it may be the green one or one in like the Bahamas I don't care <laughs> yeah well I'm sure we're going to get a million questions from our fans about Fight Island because that seems to be the trends these last few weeks but of course Casey the man the director the mustachioed hipster <clears throat> soy boy uh, do we have Stop any questions <laughs> <laughs> Well, do we have any questions lined up right uh, out of the gate? Yeah, one second. Let me get some. What should we go? Ah, right, let's start with this one. From Sean Denny, Denny Rance, a uh, longtime commenter from across Ooh. the pond, too. Hashtag the A side. For Molly, how are you replicating the banter and slagging from a normal fight camp in your home workouts? Uh, that was a very uh, UK sounding. Uh, tweet. I don't know what half those words even mean. <laughs> so, Molly. How are you replicating the banter and slagging from a normal fight camp in your home workouts? Um, listen, it's on my own, so there's no there's no slagging, there's no banter, but when I'm hitting the bag, or when I'm running, I do talk to myself a bit. Like, come on, meatball! Come on, meatball! Um, yeah. I mean... There's not much, um, what's the word? Morale's high, but you know, when you work with people, you can train harder because it's down to like um, not wanting to lose. But I just feel like now training's more um, expressive where I'm often to think more and I'm going back to when I, I don't know, I fight a lot more like my kind of philosophy. So I'll watch stuff. I watch the UFC every night on BT, write some stuff down about what the fight is doing and then go and do it on the bag and see if that works for me or not. So today I actually done each kick a hundred times and I thought, I'll see which one feels nice and then absolutely hammer it for the next six weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible, Molly. Like, who is who is the chief um, slagger in Next Generation in Liverpool? Like, who would you say is the is the main person doling out the, the abuse? The, the biggest moaner I've ever met in my life is probably Paddy Pimblet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a moaner, or I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely him. Him or Fishy. Fishy's really positive, but between. Paddy moaning about fishy or fishy moaning about Paddy. (laughs) They're all such good characters, though. Yeah, it's just, if you'd imagine they've all been coming up together for about 12 years, 10 years, I'm only seven with them. So they they, they love and hatred run strong. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, man. Main sparring partners for so many years, I'd say. Crazy. Because I can remember they were trying to flip the belts. Remember, like, when they were, uh, Paddy was, 
uh, featherweight champion of cage warriors. Chris Fishko was yeah. lightweight. And then they were like, oh, maybe I'll get the featherweight one and you go for the lightweight one now. That's how insanely close they were. It was crazy. Yeah. And do you know why that was? It was who could make 66 and who couldn't. And Paddy can cut better in the buff than anyone I've seen on this earth. So Paddy had to make the 66 cut, which nearly killed him like a few times. Um so I think 70 suits Paddy better, and I think 66 actually suits Fishy better, to be honest. Yeah, that's right, because Chris, Chris is... Oh, look at that. <laughs> be, careful with those, be careful with those things, Molly. Jesus. Oh, Frank, Frank, Frank's even coming for them. We <laughs> 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 just went red. We thought you were dead for a second, Molly. It was the dog. It was the dog's lip. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. We have to do uh, Casey, mixed martial arts, future. Oh, yeah. We got to it. We got six more months of quarantine. We got, a lot, we got lots of days oh to go. Oh, my good gosh. He's so beautiful, isn't he? And Liverpool is the best place in the world. It really is. It's an incredible city. I, I can't get over I've only been it like once, and I just couldn't get over how good it was. But you can actually understand where all these cool cats come from. When you're there, you're like, oh, everybody's like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's insane. Yeah, but it's just like Ireland, probably because, like, I'd say 60% of our population and, like, yeah. grandparents are all Irish. Just because it's, like, 20 minutes on the plane, isn't it? Mm. I can remember I was walking into... I was there with myself, obviously, covering the fights, and I went I went into a pub. I was waiting for me plane to take off. went into a pub. About six lads around me within 10 minutes of being there, just talking away. <laughs> I ended up playing darts with them for a while and all. It was brilliant. Then they called yeah. one of their friends to bring me to the airport. It was a taxi man. Like, you didn't want to they, charge, they, right? It was unbelievable. Oh. It was one of the best experiences I ever had. It was great. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Next time you come over. <laughs> hopefully, like, a Bellator comes to um, Liverpool because I heard they wanted to. So I'll go on the aisle with you after, lad. That, oh, that sounds good. That, we have to get a documentary of that. Me and... Oh, look at look at Fezzik, no. Casey's dog. Oh. Casey and Esther. He's oh. beautiful. What breed is he, Casey? Huh? Oh, she's, oh, she's a mutt. She's, she's yeah, everything. She's the director now. See? That's it, right? The oh camera's right there. Ugh. It's gone it's gone mad with all these dogs. <laughs> I know it's like baby boom, but for fair babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. All the dogs are having the best time in the world during this quarantine. Never mind the people. The dogs are out all the time. You see them. This is the greatest thing that's yeah. ever happened to dogs. Yeah, when I walk Frank at seven o'clock every night and everyone's just using their dog as an excuse, like people who've never walked their dogs yes. before. <laughs> and I'm like Rats. Rats. Are you like me? Are you getting angry with people as they walk towards you? I was just talking about this last week on the A-side. I was like, if people aren't showing me a bit of space on the path, I start making faces at them and shit. I'm like this. Don't don't really say anything. I'm just like... That kind of stuff, you know? Um, No, I just... It's normally I'm running, so I just run around them and I'm like... I have my big headphones in and I'm like rapping as I'm going around the park and people are probably looking at me like... What's that? What is that? And I'm like, do you know, like, and then I look at the watch and I'm like, oh, I'm on a seven minute mile. Come on. And then get more into it. 
I'm so oblivious. <laughs> we better get some of these questions going. Actually, okay. I keep on asking about the, I keep on taking her <laughs> hey, off man, there. If it, it wouldn't be the A side if we didn't get on a tangent after the first question. That's the theme of the A side. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Hello, Stephen S. Hello, adopt the dog, Jose. You will not regret. Yes, I know. I'm going to get a dog. I just eventually, it's going to happen. It needs In to be the right one. Don't rush into it. Don't, don't exactly. Let, yeah. Don't be pushed into it, Mace. I'm gonna get an English bulldog. I had one before and I loved it. He's beautiful, Fenway. He was beautiful. He was. He was a beautiful dog. Ah, oh, was he? What a name as well. Oh, so we got a question. Was that a rescue dog? I have. Uh, yes, she was a rescue dog. And we got her, we got her, she's 13 years old, and we got her about 12 and a half years ago. And as soon as the handler picked oh. her up, she pooped on him. <laughs> we want her. <laughs> it was a sign. That's the yeah. one. She's That's like, the one. just pooped on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frank, don't snore a lot. <laughs> All right, here we go. One more question. Um, we got more questions, but here we go. Fighting question. From Kate. K Doc MMA question for Molly. If you were left, if you were left-handed or southpaw, but right-footed or vice versa, would she recommend fighting in your hand-dominant stance or your feet-dominant stance for MMA? So I am left-handed and I fight orthodox, um, because when I started fighting, girls wasn't allowed in the gym, and when <laughs> I went in the gym, no one said, "Oh, which hand do you write with?" So just copied everyone else. But if you yeah. notice in fights for large proportions of the fight, I'll always switch southpaw. Um, I think in boxing, I would fight. Um, I wouldn't switch if I was a boxer because it's just easier to get caught and you've got to be a lot sharper. But I think in MMA, it's a lot more easier to switch and not get caught because people aren't as sharp. Um, so if you can do both and switch, then I'd do both. Um, if not, if you was a grappler, I'd go with whichever leg you led with. If you was more of a striker, whichever hand you don't write with should lead. There you are. K-Doc, huh? That was a precision answer right there. That was, a, that was one of the more interesting questions. Casey, what are you? Are you Southpaw Orthodox? Orthodox, but I do everything. But I got the – I'm equal amount of time Southpaw. So sure. Drain both sides. <laughs> I – do you know what, Casey? Yes. I believe that you should do the last round on the bag or the last round on the pad southpaw, or you should always switch because you never want to be caught off off guard. Do you know what I mean? And if plan A isn't working, go to plan B. Yeah, like in, in my quarantine, like every, I have a bag in my garage and shadow box. I split rounds. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, nice, mate. <laughs> PC, what are you? Southpaw Orthodox. I know you're just a leg lock we master. Still, we but... stand square. I just go like this. <laughs> <laughs> and if you walk towards me, you're getting at me. You're fucking gonna have it. <laughs> I just been. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that a salt Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was given oh. to me. Aliyah's fight. Aliyah's fight, man. And Bellator. Oh, really? In a Bellator, the Bellator Dublin card, a fan, because we talk about crystals on this show quite a bit. A fan, a fan snuck that salt lamp into the fights just to give to Pizzi, uh sitting in media row. And halfway through, he always turns it on. That's brilliant. Mine are, um, mine are getting cleansed at the minute. Good. Silly. Mm. Did you hear that, Pizzi? Yeah. 
Her crystals are getting cleansed. I know, but do you remember when we started the Crystal Key? Well, when Jessica, uh, the Crystal Queen, started Crystal Keys to Victory, Molly was one of the first. Was like, oh, I want to be featured on that shit. Get me in there straight away. Not, not even featured. Like, what what ones shall I, shall I take? Because every fight, it's funny when I won my first fight in the UFC in the in the bucket, I had crystals, Saint Christopher, Ganesh, and what else did I have? Wow. I had like one other, something from another religion. I can't remember what it was. Um, but I've always like being spiritual and into crystals. But then she was like, you need this one, this one, this one. And then my best mate got me the crystals. We charged them. And then fight never happened, actually, in the last one. But I've still got them. Yeah, she was one. Of, you were one of the early early members of Team Crystal on Twitter. I know uh, Brian Kelleher was one of the first ones. And when he fought in January, Molly, oh, this uh, is he, he he asked he messaged us. He asked for a crystal after he did the official weigh-ins, and we gave him Tiger's Eye, which is supposed to grant like monetary good fortune and wealth. It's supposed yeah. to grant it absolutely guaranteed. That's what I'm getting to. This is what this is what because Jessica mailed me and Pizzi crystals. And she gave us a breakdown of what each one does. And we one of them was Tiger's Eye. And we gave it to Brian. And then about maybe five hours later, this is when the uh, Claudia Gadelia and Alex Grosso fight fell out. He got bumped from the fight pass cards to the main card of a Conor McGregor fight and then won the performance bonus. So he got mm-hmm. 50, that, So I don't want to say it was the crystals, but it was 100% the crystals that got the there. Crystal. Absolutely. Where are the crystals? I was at one of the um, Bellator events and I was with like Benson Henderson quite a lot that week. And before he walked out, I like prayed to this crystal and went over to him and gave it to him. And I was like, this is going to keep you safe and you're going to win. And um, and then he did and he smashed it and he was like, thanks me, Paul. Well, Benson is without a doubt one of the five nicest people I've met in the mixed martial arts game. I don't know anyone that has bad things to say about that man. He just takes books with him everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) I've seen him at like five different fight cards. I'm like, are you reading again? He's like, are you talking again? He was reading at the media day, which I never saw anyone do. Like he's just sitting there with a book in front of him. There you go. Oh, sorry, can I? (laughs) Excuse me. But it's just I've never seen anyone do that before. I know. I think he was eating an apple as well when I seen him, and that's like my worst thing. Like when they go. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. (laughs) Fight week, no one's allowed to eat apples, chew chew and gum, or like. Play with ice around me. I fucking hate it. Are you one of the more temperamental? I can't imagine you being the most temperamental fighter, though. Even on fight week, I know everyone's right elevated, like the stress levels are way higher. But I mean, in terms of the people you've been around, you can't be the worst. No way. No, I'm probably the best person you will have ever met on a fight week, apart from don't eat around me, don't have a cold drink around me, like the day I'm cutting weight and we're cool. Um, only just because I like I respect other people when they're cutting weight I wouldn't drink in front of them I wouldn't eat I'd like hey Jess I'd just do it on my own like do you know like when Liam McCall's was making weight for the Bellator and we had to like cut it fucking hair extensions out that was mad that That was mad did did not drink round there didn't eat round there it's always good for me for, for making weight actually coming to a Leah fight week 
(laughs) (laughs) What's the worst meltdown you've ever had? Have you ever gone absolutely septic on someone on fight week? Like where you're just like, okay, that was a bit uncalled for. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. In Greenville in South Carolina, um, I was at the UFC gym and they, they, I was cutting weight and well, I say cutting weight, I was hitting pads just to get the last two pounds off and I got in a um, ice bath someone records it and put it online and some woman went is that hot and I went are you fucking metal <laughs> I went of course it's not well she kicked off on me and then she rang me and then I was having murders with her over the phone she's Jesus. an ex-female boxer it's her mum and then the other day, I went into the petrol station and I seen her in the petrol station. She's working behind the, the, the thing. And I went, are we going to bury the hatchet or are we going to have murders here? And she was like, no, I just I just didn't understand. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky this COVID thing's gone around or she would have got the treatment. What, Molly? I know. <laughs> no, I, I felt like I was crying after it. When Paul Rimrath come in my room, I was like, "It's all right, it's all right." I was like, "No, because I've been rude to her, and now she's gonna." She, because she said to me, "Know what she said? You've changed." Oh, I went. I went. I went. I just fucking rang you to apologise, <laughs> and and you won't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was supposed to be fucking cutting weight, and then I was just sat there on my jewel like this. <laughs> on fight week, I have like a smoky pen because um, yeah, I have one of them on fight week because I just I'll, I'll end up punching someone's head in a while. <laughs> oh, that was an amazing story. Let's get more questions here. This can only lead to more madness. <laughs> Thank you for the question, K Doc. That was actually a fascinating question. Amazing. I love, I love the the, the sidebars we're going off with Molly here. <laughs> From Gabriel Sajad on the YouTube comments. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, Molly. Yeah. Do you prefer your meatballs fried or sautéed, and what sauce is your favorite? Ooh. Do you know I hate <laughs> meatballs? What? <laughs> wow. Oh, revelations. I do like <laughs> Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I like Swedish meatballs, though. In, you like ones? Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I don't like I don't like ones with a tomato base. I'm not into it. Just, I worked at Subway, right, and when I'd be hungover, because I'd just go and get on the ale all night and then come in, no sleep like this, cutting everyone's bread. I remember just that smell of, oh, where you cut the bread, it's called head of the line, and next to the bread is the fucking Cambros with the meatballs in. And, oh, mate, I just couldn't handle that smell. It, that's like when you walk into Subway and you're like, whoa, it's meatballs. Just imagine that on a hangover. Oh, and no. say, say I did three shifts a week for like four years I'd say two of them I was hung over in every week <laughs> yeah, going back for, so has, it, has it ever got you back in there like have you ever been walking by a subway and say do you know what I need to bury the hatchet with subway give me a goddamn meatball marinara nah 
I've got like I'll go in all the time and see me like my old mates who work in there still. Um and you know when I won my first fight on in the UFC and this I was like this. Yeah. I walked past and there was painters painting it and I went, Oh I'll paint it and I spent about half an hour painting the um, the wall. I was like, I'll never forget where I'm from. Amazing. What a re- what a revelation! Molly, meatball Molly hates meatballs. Amazing. I only got called it because of smells of them. In the gym. <laughs> really? Wet, like if I'd finish work at five or four, I'd go straight to the gym and then just smell of, of like fucking subway. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, imagine, imagine how many fighters you were upsetting that were trying to cut weight and you coming in smelling like meatballs. How about me trying to make weight fucking work me today? Honestly, right, if the cookies were broke, please, if they was broke, they had to be put in the bin and wasted off. So I'd like make them. I was like, oh shit, this is breaking this one. <laughs> and then I'd chew it and then spit it out because I couldn't swallow it for the calories, but it just needed the taste. Oh, oh God. God. This is incredible. The revelations we're having here. We could write a book off the information we've had in the first 30 minutes of this. <laughs> so, do you know what? Subway would probably fucking take me to court. Stealing <laughs> this, doing that. They should sponsor you. I had about fights in Subway. Because um, I used to work the night shifts because it was 24 hours. Oh, like you, I can't tell you the shit that I've seen in that subway. Imagine, yeah, 24 hours a day in Liverpool, that would be mental. That would That's be like double. Could you imagine a yeah. double? Yeah, they, they don't have a 24, 24 hour one here for a reason, Molly. Listen, we have security guards on. Yeah, yeah. get off at five in the morning, and then the shift was 11 7. For two hours, it'd just be me and another girl. In them two hours, I'd be like. Do you know the thing that you put the sandwich on the tray yeah. that you put it in the in the oven with? Be fucking swinging that at people. Get out the shop. Who are you talking to? They'd be like, just make a fucking sandwich. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? Have you ever? Did you ever proper level someone in there? Like, I don't know. After a night on, on the sauce, obviously they come in in bits. Oh yeah, I just remember. Um, some lad, this is actually a really good story, this. Oh, um, tell us. Please tell us. This this blonde girl's come in, five in the morning, rotten drunk, stumbling over, and then this lad followed her in. And he was like, he was, I'm not sure where in Africa, but he was African. And he's come in, and he's like put his arm around her. And I went to him, hey, mate, what's your name? And she, he went, what? I went, what's her name? Because I just didn't think he knew it. I was just something in my belly. He was like, nah, this is not enough. And he's like, fucking shut up, love. Could you imagine my face oh saying my that? Oh, my God. So then she's opened a purse. I'm like, and and he's trying to get the money off the purse. And I went, hey, mate, what the fuck? And he went, I'm the police. Who are you talking to? I said, you're not the fucking police. Anyway, he's on the phone. Loads of cars have come full of full of more of his mates. And he's tried to drag the girl out of the subway. I've Holy gone out to shit. him. shit. I've gone out to him. I had a fight with him, right? <laughs> so subway's just glass mirror. It's just glass window, sorry. I've had a fight with him. 
like he's gone to kick me in the head. I've leg kicked him. The police have come and took him. I've had to go and make a statement. It only turns out that he was a sex trafficker and he was what? trying to take he was trying to take her and they'd watched the cameras and he had date raped her. He put date rape in her drink to take her to steal her and she would have never been seen again. And oh, I was God. like I was like this. All in a day's work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're a legend, Molly. That is Good incredible. Lord. That is incredible, Molly. Wow. <laughs> You're a savage. <laughs> you are a savage. You know, oh, my you know, God. Right, I'm not... I can be mouth. I can be a big mouth. But, like, if there's injustice, I'm just not into it. And I could just see something weird, I don't know. So... That is an incredible story. Oh, that- my God. That is oh. going in the A-side live chat Hall of Fame up there with Michael Chiesa's Yeti stories, Brian Kelleher's Crystal stories. This is going in the Hall of Fame right here. Yeah. Wow. And did that Me girl ever get on to you after that, Molly? Did that girl ever get in touch with you after that? No. So I, so the police tried to make her stay and she just got off because she was like, no, no, no. I think she just freaked her out. But when I went to the station to make a statement. The man who took my statement was a jiu-jitsu practitioner from the gym. And I was just like, look, I'm not really into this kind of thing, like, you know, giving statements and that. Especially <laughs> <laughs> in Liverpool. <laughs> in Liverpool, we're, we're not kind of into grassing. Yeah. But, he, but he was just like, look, he's in the cell. We've just drug tested him. He's full of this, this, this and this. He's actually known for this. He's a legal immigrant. Blah, 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 blah. And then I think he just got um, sent home um, because I was asked to go to court and then the the case got cancelled because he got sent home. Um, that is wild. That is so wild. That girl should get in touch with you and thank you. That is, that is crazy. I was, do you know what? I was, <laughs> I was 22. So Man. that's quite young to be like, Standing up to a man of a big mm-hmm. stature and then cars outside for, but my mum always said, never back down while you go down swinging, Gail. <laughs> so I was oh, like, All right. That I would love to just see you beating the shit out of that guy. I'd pay good money oh for my that. God. Listen, I forgot to tell you, <laughs> I haven't got it, but that it's actually, I can find it. It, it went round oh BBM because back in the day it was BBM. And um, in our subway um, chat, it was there. It was like, how funny is this? Molly Legg and some some big lad. How funny is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. gosh, we got to find that footage. How is there not, how is not a Meatball Molly McCann documentary yet? This is incredible. This is crazy. Me and Jim Edwards are going to write me, me life story. Like, the world doesn't even know the half of it. Like, not even three quarters of it. That's crazy, man. That is yeah. so crazy. My God. Well, <laughs> speak after that. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like we're in Jamaica every time that goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Keep dropping these fire stories on us, Molly. We have to do that, something. That, that tangent came from a fan asking what her favorite meatball was. Like, that's how <laughs> that came from... <laughs> Oh my god, this is great. Oh my hey, god. Hey, I've got all night. <laughs> <laughs>
from Nick Barry on Twitter. What non-fighting related things has she been doing to pass the time in quarantine? What was her strangest idea for hanging the heavy bag before she got the stand? Also, big shout out to the super photogenic Frank. Hey, Frank. Can you see Frank? There you go. Can you see him snoring? He's sleeping. <laughs> Frank! I wonder what that noise was in the back. It was Frank. <laughs> he doesn't mess around, man. Now I took him for a big life walk today. You know, um, I was about, I was about, to, I was about to DM you guys because I thought I thought someone was rubbing up on their mic. I was like, hey, someone's in their mic, but then I realized <laughs> it's Frank snoring. I thought Frank. someone's stomach was rumbling. It was just Frank snoring in the background. Molly like, says, says to me before I come on, it's like you better get Frank and everyone wants to see him. She goes, you're not when you hear him snoring, you're not. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna put me quills over his not over his head like animal abuse, but to see if it just quiet muffles oh. the sounds. Oh, don't worry about it. He's a legend. He can do what he wants. Yeah. You and Frank can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> um, we, we've got the key to the city. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm distracted again from another question. Sorry, Jose. What was the question? <laughs> what was uh, what she been doing to pass the time in quarantine? Oh, that isn't fight related. Sorry. Yeah, non fight related. Every day I walk the dog with me neighbour and her kid. Not together, social distancing, obviously. Um, I've got to know every neighbour in our street. So probably just more like community related stuff. To be honest. Every day I try to do three things. One good for me, one good for the community, and one good for my career. And community, that could just, not community, community, like me Rose, the family, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's it, really. And regards to me bag, I got given a bag, and I thought, how am I going to put this up? Because I'm from a terrorist um, estate so terraced houses in England are just houses next to each other and there's no wall really to put the bag on so I just saw all of the bricks a, a, paint, a tin of paint and a rope and a pole so I just tied it to the tied it up and I was like oh my god it works and then someone someone seen it and was like you you're not a UFC fight you're a UFC fighter you are not training on that you'll kick it and fucking break your leg so then me cousin got someone to bring a scaffold down and I've got a spa bar which is that thing McGregor's got um, which he put on his Insta the other day I've got like ground and pound bag kettlebells Bulgarian bag uh, a TRX thing wow um, you got a full gym like, now yeah I know and wow. it's all just from people giving it to me well, it's you sending out good vibes and you're getting them back, Molly. Mm. That's what that's mm. all about right there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You've also been going on to uh, UFC 3 online and beating the piss out of people, haven't you? I've not, I've not beat one person. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. I don't know how to play the game. I'm calling all these, like, all these little students out who, like, all they do is fucking play UFC free and wank every day do you know what I mean <laughs> and there's me and there's me like yeah let's have it and then just got fucking wiped the floor with every single time <laughs> no, you, I thought you were like elite at the game because you were talking so much shit on social media <laughs> yeah I thought I thought how hard how hard can it be <laughs> I'll do you tell 
Do you um, tell them who you are? Are you like, I'm actually a UFC fighter? Or do you just go in anonymous? So I give my name. So I'm me formal UFC. <laughs> and then they add me. So they know who they're playing. And then they put on Twitter, ah, oh, she's fucking beat here. But some of the people t- take like the grappling off. And it's like, no, we're doing MMA. Like, I'm going to take you down because they haven't got a, f- a clue what's going on on the floor. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, I'll smash these kids on the floor. But then they turn it off. So you can't do that. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You can beat the shit out of all of these people. Does it genuinely upset you that you can't beat them in the game? No, because all it Thank just God. is. <laughs> do, do you know? Oh, I couldn't give a fuck. But do you know what I think? Imagine if my hero, when I was a kid, asked me if I wanted to play the PlayStation. Savage, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or like, or took took fifteen minutes out of their life to to give it towards me. I'd like be next level. So I just thought if I can do that for someone else at this time, do you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have parents who's like losing the world to live because the kids are just being little rats because they're bored. If I could just like help a mum out, for, it's not even five minutes, lads. It's like it's like ninety seconds and they've knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I'll try and do me bit the best that I can. Do you know what I mean? That's really cool, Liam Molly. Thanks. <laughs> 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 He's oh. I'm trying to just rub his belly. <laughs> <laughs> From Thomas Beckett in the YouTube comments. Hey Molly, met you at the UFC gym, Nottingham. Thank you for your time. Thank you for taking your time and talking to my friend and I. In your opinion, when can combat? What can combat sports do to help encourage female members to join and stay? <laughs> so I think, as a martial arts, as a female, is probably one of the hardest things in the world to do because it's just seen as just a man's thing, and. I only did it because I was told I wasn't allowed to. Do you know what I mean? So I was just like, you're not going to tell me, no. (laughs) Um, But now it's at an age where everything is a lot more easier than a lot more equal. Do you know what I mean? And I think you you only need... I I really remember saying this to these lads. Frank, shut up. (laughs) For this game. Was, um, you've only got, got to get your foot through the door. And um, and then it'll change your life forever. And it's just about a lot of growth off the stock. It's about growth. And the growth only comes from not being in your comfort zone. And the whole time you're going to be doing MMA, you're not going to be in your comfort zone. But it's a nice, it's nice, and it's, it is. I don't know. It'll change your life for the better. Is kind of what I've said to them. Do you see a big influx in female members now at Next Gen, Molly? Like since you've been doing, oh. since you've been there. Yeah, I noticed um, the first fight that I had that was big time for Next Gen was on um, Cage Warriors when Paddy fought Madner Armani and I put on the fight of my life. That was an amazing fight. I'd literally, like, I'd lost my cousin in a car accident. He was, like, one of my best mates. He was only 26. And then the funeral was the night of the weigh-in and I couldn't go to the funeral. So it was, like, the whole family was just, like just behind me for this fight you know what I mean and it was so much pressure and there was like 7,000 people there and it was just a, it was the scariest thing and my opponent was like 22 and 5 and I was literally like 4 and 1 
And I just thought, fuck this, let's go for it. And I went for it. And Liverpool didn't know who I was before that fight, but after it, they fucking did. And everyone, everyone's little girl started coming and doing Paddy's class. And his class was, and still is, about 50-50 split. Because Paddy and little Fran Breen teach the kids class. And yeah, I've noticed it's a lot more... I think I'm going to be personable for any female who's coming up. Mm. Um, I think that helps a lot. Because there's a, there's a lot of female athletes, but they're not, or female fighters, but I don't see them trying to do much with anyone else other than themselves. But then um, then see someone like me and Thea, and we are. Like, she'll even do women's classes, and that's, you know what I mean? And... Um, and at our gym, we've started. We've got our women's team now in jiu-jitsu, and we've got a good like MMA team now. He's about five of us, so all good. Let's get another question here. All right, thank you, Thomas. Frank. <laughs> Oops, where's the background go? Uh-oh. Oh, I think the background. Asha. Ah. Oh, it's getting mysterious. <laughs> Play the entrance music again. <laughs> Give me the horns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, I was supposed to fly to Jamaica two days after UFC London. Well, hang on. Paddy was telling me about this. Um, he said you would book the holiday, then try to book another holiday really quickly. And then it, was that what happened? He said you were going to Mexico and then to... So I was going to Jamaica and then on the Sunday when the fight got cancelled, me and Paige went and changed the holiday to Mexico to go earlier and then all flights got banned and cancelled. So I'm still waiting for money for that back as well. It's like, for fuck's sake, Tui. Because me and Paige was just like, fuck it, we're just quarantining in Mexico. <laughs> well, wasn't... Alimale McFarland was had to postpone her wedding in Jamaica because yeah. of this whole like she was her and her, her and her fiance were gonna fly to Jamaica and get married, but then when they flew to San Diego for the connecting flight, everything hit the fan, so they just they just halted. You're a proper that sun baby, though, aren't you, Molly? What? You're mad for the sun, aren't you? No, pages, my girlfriend is. I can't fucking stand it. Every <laughs> holiday we go on has to be a hot one, right? And she's like, her nan's Indian, so she gets a really good tan. And then mm. I'm just this, I'm this lobster. Look at me, lobster. I think that's good. I would be so happy with that color, man. If I could get that color, I'd be like, this is the shit. I'm red though. <laughs> that's as good as it gets for me. That is as good as it gets for me, Molly. <laughs> hey, it's making me teeth look like Darren's though. <laughs> 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 nice teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing! Oh, oh amazing. my god! <laughs> oh, that's so good! Oh my god! Listen, uh, the, uh, um, Nick, Pete, and Adam Casserole and Dan Hardy have rang me about three times. The fight disciples. The great fight disciples. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so going like BT. And I haven't realised, right, because it's just like off the cuff and every time I've had a pink gin. So I've been like drunk. So imagine me on this now with a pink gin and be, oh my God. Next time, next time. Next time. time. 100% next time. I'll get a few cans in. Yeah. 
<laughs> a <laughs> few <news>. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, another question from our lovely from Barry Oglesby. Question for Pizzi. Could you surgically alter a man so that his knees bend to the opposite direction? And what would the implications be for humanity? So I guess this is for Pizzi for whatever reason. Barry Oglesby is an Irish black belt and he's doing this to fuck with me. Uh, <laughs> could you surgically alter a man so his knees bend? Oh, we talked about this earlier. Would that not make you insane at jujitsu if you could bend your knees the other way while in the guard position? Would that not open up? several thousand different kinds of submissions That's probably, what I think. it would probably just create an entirely new form of jujitsu exactly so that's what i do barry you know that you know that this is some type of inside joke on the irish jujitsu scene i'm i'm sure of it because he's he's just replying to everything on twitter with this same question <laughs> got, barry i know you're up to something you evil genius barry weirdo <laughs> eat that Oglesby eat that Oglesby lit up by McCann have that hey, where's me horns now <laughs> <laughs> Mo- Molly do you know how flexible pizza is oh you're not a freak you can get you f- behind your desk are you yeah he's an absolute freak yeah do it yeah she's new guest so you gotta do it Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I mean, we know each other for so long and you don't notice about me. <laughs> for those of you just listening, Pizza just put his foot behind his head again. It's kind of become a trend for new new guests. Everyone gets to watch Pizza do that. He did that in the middle of media day in January. He comes up to me, Molly, and goes, Did you know I'm the most flexible person in this entire room? In the middle of media day, and then lays on the floor and does that. Do you know what the most embarrassing thing is? Every time I've done it on this show, I've been wearing the same runners. Everyone's going to think I'm poor. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm next to me, runner's shell. Yeah, oh. you've got an insane... Ooh. You've got some insane shoes. Remember them ones you were wearing in Dublin? The Reacts, were they? They were beautiful. These ones? Yes, they are beautiful. Oh, oh nice. yes. <laughs> He's so stylish. It's hot. It's hard to get a shoe that's as little as my feet. Because I'm size four, which is like a five in America. Um, but does that not mean you can buy the kids' sizes and get them all cheaper, now? Yeah, but you know when you used to play football and you'd get a real pair of preds or like a fake pair of preds? It's yeah. that same thing. They're just not the same. I never had a real pair. I always had the fakies. I mean, they weren't fake, but they'd like... The <laughs> 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 they were the best versions. I got the same. The stock's head. <laughs> Frank, you're getting it, you little knob. Hang on. So beautiful. Look at him there. Look at him there. Oh, so photogenic. The attitude, man. I love he has this attitude he exudes where he's like, what the fuck do you want? It's called rest and bitch face. There you it's go. called. He's, a, he's deadly, man. He's such that, a dumb. Casey, you have to prioritize Frank for another mixed martial arts. No, for sure, yeah. Frank, say hi you know, to the boys. Casey has made uh, documentaries about fighters' dogs, uh, Molly, like short films. He needs to get one about Frank, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I asked if I could, I asked Vicky on UFC at the UFC if I could, if I could bring him to London, and she said no. Oh, she went. Ooh, she went it depends. No, because she wanted to, but she said, "Oh, look at him. I'm uh, lying on me now." She said, "It just depends um, which hotels we stay at." Oh, babe. Brad Pickett used to sneak his dog into all of them. Remember? Yeah. He used to sneak his little, uh, a little kind of a. Uh, I don't know, it was a Bijan freeze or something, but you have it everywhere. But he used to just keep it in a bag and take it out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Rob Font has his uh, has two on a leash that he would bring to media day. Wow. Yeah, in America. In America, it's a lot in the hotels. Yeah. And then uh, Vitor Belfort would, like, walk around like a German shepherd for a while. Yeah, because that was, like, a thing you dog the same as Rose, Nama Eunice's. What is it, like, a way? A service dog, yeah. You gotta you know, get Frank v- to be a service dog. Vitor Belfort brought his dog. I was like, this is dog. my anxiety dog. What yeah. are you talking about? This way. We are we are so far behind though, aren't we? In terms of dog friendly places, when you go to those <laughs> other places, like so far behind, aren't we? Like li- he's allowed in everywhere in Liverpool. Same as Reggie and Blanche, of course, but I mean <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I think every other country's better. Like. Well, thanks for the very random question, Barry. <laughs> Barry got told by Molly. I'm delighted with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jones eats Cormier on the site. He's asked this question multiple times, and I think right, this is the first it. times he's ever made it to the site. <laughs> Tan- if you were in a tandem bike endurance race across the United States, who would you pick to be your partner if you had to be in the front? Would it change if you had to be in the back? So interesting question. Uh, PC, Molly, Katie, Casey, mm. thoughts on sharing a tandem bicycle across the United States with a MMA fighter? Right. So you're going to have to think of the smallest fighter when you're cycling, right? If they're on the back and I'm I'm cycling, I want the smallest fighter possible. So what was that Brazilian girl? She was four foot 11. Viviana Pereira, was it? Something Viviana. like that. Oh my God. I fought in, um, in Brazil on the same fight cards as her. No and way. Michael. What was that lad's name? Michael Fingy, and he does the backflips. Rare. Oh, Michael Rare. Michael Pereira, yeah. Yeah. And the girl who I fought, Vanessa Mello. Us three, us four are all in the UFC at the same time. And we was all on the same fight cards in Sao Paulo. She's really short, though, right? She's like 4 or 11. Listen, she was like, I just looked at her and I was like, I wouldn't fight you. I was just thinking, you are straight off the counter, you. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, though? All right. I <laughs> like a picture house, Yeah, I'll go go small one, right, if I'm cycling. But if it's a big person, I need a heavyweight. I need Brock Lesnar cycling. No, you, so. you got to no, get, no. get Nate Diaz. Yeah, you got to go Nate. Oh, yeah, he does yeah. triathlons and everything. You got to do, like, someone that does stuff like that. I just pick Max Holloway because he just goes forever. And he'd like make you laugh and say some mad shit, yeah. and then his son would probably come for a bit, and I'd be like, "Hey." <laughs> That's a basketball says he does. Uh, tri- he's done triathlons too. I feel like sharing a tandem bike with Harry Mazudal across the United States would be kind of fun. But his hair would just keep blowing your face. You'd be like, ah, 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 ah. He'd he'd probably probably be you like have a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> he just wear a helmet, Pizzi. That's a good and point. We just end up having murders, having a fight with someone. 
But that's what we want to do, Molly. That's that sounds like the best fun. I mean, you're say you're fighting crime. It's not like you're just bursting people on the street here, for God's sake. No, no, I, that didn't seem a bad thing, lad. Jesus, <laughs> you're like a superhero. <laughs> yeah, it's my thing, isn't it? Battling crime one day at a time. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for the question, Jones eats Cormier. I'm glad we finally got your question up. <laughs> What does this one say? From LATB MMA, what male fighter do you think has the most similar style as your own? Or whose do you aspire to emulate? Huge fan. Love you, Molly. Um, I don't know if I'm really quite like Bisbon, to be honest. I just think my style is just have a fight. Do you know, a good old fist fight. I'm going to try and punch your heads in and make you quit and take you down just to, like, embarrass you that someone from England took you down. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think you're quite like Bisping, though, like, in, in the way that you you set a pace that at the end of, like, second round, you see your, your opponent going, holy shit, is this girl going to keep going? And that's what yeah. he always did, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're both from the Northwest, so it's probably... It's all a little bit similar here, and I think, I don't know, I'm 30 nearly, so I'm from a similar era of training where it was just like, right, you run as long as you can run, and then you hit as hard, and then you don't take a step back, and I don't know, he's got bollocks, hasn't he, in a fight, he'll take a good dig, and I think I can take a good dig as well. I'm yet to be put on my arse, so... Yeah, I can remember when uh, Sean Al Shadi wrote that uh, long form about Bisping. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of every single one of his opponents was like, "It's just a nightmare to fight him." They're just like, "It's just, it's just, you can't believe that he's still coming." Well, like, you know, you, you just can't believe. Like, how is he? Is he still doing this? And I think that's that's the way you, you are as well, right? Like, you always say that to me before you fight. You're like, "I'm telling you, at the end of the second round, they're not going to want to be in there anymore." And you always said yeah. that mental. Yeah, and I because I know as well, I don't cut much weight. I know that I'm not done in and I reload correctly. So I know my muscles are, are ready to go. And I know I don't cheat the grind. So I know how many miles I've run in a fight camp. And I know for a fact that they haven't because I don't know very many MMA fighters who run much. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know, I, I'm easy and I can relax in a fight because I'm just like, I'm not even out of breath and you are puffed. You're you're puffed on that chain. I'm standing there screaming in your face, get up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. my idea. But I think hell. that's my style as well. Is like it's not trash talk, but Frank. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> He's just pulled the screen. Yeah, I like to like I've always since I was like fifteen in a fight. At way and put in people's faces, tried to chat like shit to make them fume, and then just so it like gives the fight a bit more the next day. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit more venom, there's a little bit more spice. I'm going to get the best version of them, and then I'm going to beat them and be like that. <laughs> well, What's I, the wrote, I wrote this down when we were in Boston, PC, and I told you that I told you the stat backstage, Molly. Uh, I don't know if it's changed since then, but Molly is one of two 
female fighters in the UFC to have three straight three round fights with over a hundred significant strikes landed in Holy each fight. Shit. So I think it's I believe it's her and Angela Hill, and I know Joanna and Patriot has had a bunch of five round fights, but as of October, it was just Molly and Angela. Wow. Yeah, and I think that just comes from the boxing. I think. Yeah, I just it was the first fight on the bounce actually, wasn't it? Three mm-hmm. fights, hundred plus. Yeah, I just think I stopped trying to wing shots and I started being a bit more accurate and trying to pass the shots and weigh them down a bit because it's high stakes, isn't it? But um, it proved that I've got got the engine. And I remember saying to, I remember me saying to you, "Have you got any more? Have you got any more?" <laughs> and then someone made a funny meme of that, like, um, "What was it? It's like a COVID nineteen meme. It's like when you." When you ask for toilet roll in like in the ball, <laughs> have you got any more? <laughs> Here, Molly, what, what's the most messed up thing you ever said to someone at, at the weigh-in? Do you know what you just said? You you like to get in people's heads a bit, like show them, like yeah. you know, say something messed up. Do you ever say anything mental and you're like, all right? <laughs> no, it's not. It's nothing ever personal. It's just like the last one that I said to the to Diane Bablita was like, um, "Are you sure you're ready for this level?" Oh. Ready for my level because oh. it was her debut, and I was just like, "You're actually not meant to be," you know. Oh. I see, <laughs> see you tomorrow night, and then I, do you know what I actually say? I always say this, and it'll only be like a scouser who'll understand. But I go, "I'll fuck you," which just means like I'll knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> but to anyone else, they'd probably be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Right? That's terrifying, man. You know you yeah, shouldn't be here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this might be my dream. And I'm, are you at this level? I don't think you are. And I uh, remember the one who was that one in UFC London. I was like, they're them. They're here for me. This is my fucking house. You're in my house now. I don't plan it. It just flies out of my mouth like weird vomit. Oh, <laughs> you ever like, I think it was when Bisbing stared down with Vitor Belfort Vitor Belfort was like yelling like this is like like I'm like God brought me here this and that and Michael Bisbing goes yeah well Jesus isn't real and like that's what he yelled at Vitor <laughs> that's what he yelled at Vitor Belfort so that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard someone say Man, Bisping's had some crackers. Luke calling Luke Rockhold as weak as piss. I rewound that fifty times and just was I couldn't believe. I'd never heard that in my life and I I just oh, couldn't stop it. listening to him. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. Achieve, achieve to like, believe. Achieve, believe. Achieve. All that stuff. That was a good one. Do you know do you know like the thing with Bisping is even some people in the UK never like never warmed to him that much. But that night that he fought Rockhold and he knocked him out, I can remember about 19 people in my apartment and they all went psycho. It was like he, he grew up with us. Do you know what I mean? It was like they didn't even know it was inside them. But when he won, it was like they always say, all my mates always say, that was one of the best nights we ever watched fights. The night that Bisping clipped Rockhold. Like, it's just, just such yeah, a legend. Because it, it was the thing of like, Taking them on 19 days yeah. or 17 days, weren't it? And it was like, um, did they do that talk? Do you know where they do like the face off? And he's and he's like, 
Rockall kept saying, yeah, but I'd done you in in the spa. And then Rockall was like, it. Was that like was before their first. That was before their first fight, I think. Right? Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I just thought, oh, I love the animosity between them. Yeah, I, I, I just, just thought, oh, I work for Ralph Lauren now. My shit doesn't stink. I don't even need to train. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was such a culture clash, man. It was just two opposites, complete opposites, like. It was like the street versus the Hamptons, really. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. It, yeah. That was a rough. That, that was a rough night for Casey, if I remember correctly. Uh, that night sucked. <laughs> Why? Casey. Huh? Why? Why? Oh, yeah. Go uh, on, Casey. Tell it. The time. Yeah, the that, time. That, 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 that was the night. Um, that was the night Dana White um pulled our credentials and kicked us kicked us out of the arena. So, oh yeah, but that's you know that's in the past. Now we're here. <laughs> a legendary <laughs> moment in uh, MMA. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the, my funny story about when Bisbing um, won. We, me, Ariel, and Esther were actually outside the forum in the parking lot, and we hear yeah. rawr. We hear this like big cheer. You know, yeah. from the re- you can hear it from outside the arena, and we all look at each other, and then we look at our phone, like, oh. This being one. And then, we go, <laughs> then we go, oh, we better get out of here before traffic gets bad. <laughs> so, like, we ran to our car because we were kind of outside the arena, kind of just talking, like, oh, that was, you know, about what just happened with, you know, the UFC, of our situation. But, we're like, oh, man, we don't want to get stuck. We don't want to get stuck in traffic. So, let's just. Yeah. So, that, well, was, my, that, was, that was my Bisbee experience for when he won. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, we all have great memories of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! All right. Well, Any more questions? Huh? I'm sorry. Who was the co-main on that fight? Uh, Faber Faber Cruz three. Oh yeah. We also had uh, Dan Henderson knocked out Lombard. Uh, Brian Ortega knocked out Guida. I think Poirier beat Bobby Green on that card. They were that fight card was unreal. Was that the yeah. Max? Holloway, Holloway Lamas when that, he that was the famous yeah the yeah, yeah. Well, that was a Yeah, that fight card. And then BJ Penn was supposed to be on that card before. I think he used an IV before, so he had to pull out of the fight. So they pulled him from the fight. I think it was supposed to be him and Seaver or something like that. And then eventually they rematched, but or they got that fight. That fight card was unreal. And we had the Paulo Reyes fight at the very beginning was like the first fight of the night. And that's that one. That was the best opening fight I've ever seen in the UFC. Yeah. That was that was the first fight on the entire card and stole the show. All right, one one more question. We got a where was it? There we go. From spot on pigs, how do you think you would match up with Valentina? Extremely well. Um, I think it's all about rhythm with her, and if you let her set up, or if you're not patient. It's a battle of patience with her. Do you know what I mean? And I think she dictates dictates range really well. And I've not seen one person who fights her have footwork like mine. And where I can switch stance and where fighting southpaws is always a massive thing in boxing. So I've done it since I was 11. Um, I'm not scared of that kind of fight with her and I'd relish it. Um, 
when she got pulled out against Jojo, I was like, I'll take the Jojo fight then. <laughs> and then the winner of that fight, Abel, obviously that was never going to be the case. But um, I don't know. I think people are now... So when you get like a, a champion and because they've retained it three times, people kind of think, oh my God, they're unbeatable. And then you go and watch tape and then you're like, no, I can, I can see flaws, I can see holes there. And there's not many, do you know what I mean? And she's absolute world class and she's levelled up. I literally watched the fight um, Nunes last night on um, BT Sports and she's levelled up so much in the last few years. But um, I'd be wrong in, to be in this game if I thought I wouldn't win or wouldn't give her a good go, do you know what I mean? So mm. um, the day will come. Like, it's a matter of time, do you know what I mean? Because there's not many more in the top 10 who people really want to see a fight against. And as long yeah. as my next fight to get the win, I don't think I'm that far off. Yeah, I mean, your streak is considerable now, Molly. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people on that, that kind of run in the, in the flyweight division, right? Yeah, I just think, like, this one against Ashley Evans-Smith was, like, the, the nail in the coffin. Do you know what I mean? I think, I'm not sure if I would have had one one more like, I would have loved the Macy Barber fight, but she's injured and I hope she recovers well. And I bet she's buzzing the pandemic here because she's getting all the recovery time whilst no one else can fight. So she's not missing out. Yeah, that was an inc- That Roxanne Mata Ferry was amazing that night, man. That was such a huge underdog. It was just incredible. She was, I think Macy was a minus a thousand favorite, Fuck. which is insane to me. Considering Ro- uh, Roxanne was uh, her debut was like in 2003, I think Macy Barber was two years old or something like that when Roxanne Modafari made her MMA debut. I think she has the most fights ever in women's MMA. Like someone told me a stat like that. Yeah, you know she's the gatekeeper. Just like shrunk. I think she's the gatekeeper. To be honest, I think like someone with striking like Shevchenko, it would just like negate anything that Roxy can kind of do but Roxy's rhythm you can't really count it but like because she's that unorthodox that's what makes her so dangerous and I'd never count her out I've trained her for in Vegas and I love it and I messaged her going please submit this girl please <laughs> Jesus you and Barbara would still be a savage fight Molly that would be a that'd oh, be no, listen that that's got to happen, but my coach Paul was like, "I'd want that fight like on your next contract because you don't, you shouldn't be taking that kind of fight on on your old contract." Do you know what I mean? I was like, "Yeah," because that's it'll be one for the ages. That one, I reckon, it'll be like, what's it? Shut up, Frank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sell it so well, man. Because both uh, personalities, people really like the two of you. You know, it's 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 a great fight to make. But give it a contract for us. Nice big contract for Molly for us, and then we can start talking about it. Well, let me win the next fight, and then I'll get a nice new contract, I reckon. Is it, is it definitely, Ashley, would you say it's it's definitely going to happen? The the Evan Smith fight, you think they'll stick with that? Well, I know she she got asked to fight on the, on a May card, but she said no, because I think she wants she genuinely wants to fight me. And, um, and I think she's put a bit of weight on now. So, um, fuck it, give me the wrestler, let me wrestle the wrestler. Let me out wrestle a wrestler, just so I can prove to myself, prove to everyone, no one's fucking with the town. 
can we just say that isn't it been amazing that we have gone this whole episode we haven't talked about this coronavirus you haven't talked about anything just molly hitting us with those fire stories it's not fantastic I, i'm yeah. so happy i have to say i'm i'm brimming I, i'm so happy with it <laughs> i haven't spoken about rona once today <laughs> I'm after breaking the streak she was going nearly a whole day without talking and there's me really. oh, I don't know. <laughs> but Casey any more questions or is this the wrap for this episode of the A-side um, yeah I think we can wrap it up well thank you so much everyone that joined us thank you for joining us on this Wednesday edition Molly but of course as always as the guest of honor Molly the floor is yours to say plug Talk about whatever you want before we sign off. Um, I won't plug anything. I'll just say to everyone who's come up with me, thanks for the support. Stay safe. And I promise, and I can pretty much promise the whole UFC roster is going to bring it when the fight's allowed again. And Jessica, send her, send, send her some crystals, Jessica. She's officially, officially part of Team Crystal, so she should get oh. some crystals and a breakdown. Yeah, do you know I've got like this jumper that's got crystals on it? I'm Which gonna send it to Jess, don't worry. Uh, they, it's on my Instagram, it's called Crystal Witch at Crystal Whoa. Witch, and they do clothing with the crystals in, and then what the crystal means. It's got the description. It's fuck. I'll send it to you, I'll send you the link because it's fucking sick. That's unreal. So well, good. This is amazing. This was amazing. Yeah. This is by far one of the most fascinating episodes of the A-Side I've ever hosted. But for Pizzi, that's Casey. That was Molly. We'll be back Friday with a special guest. I won't say who it is yet, but I am excited. I know Pizzi's excited. But until then, we're out. Peace out, Legend. bitches. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> wait, 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 one last time. See you later, lads. See you, Molly. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.